Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome into the Pope Prep Weekly Football Coaches Show. I'm Kyle Reynolds, joined by Coach Brian Sneed. Kyle. Coach, two weeks in a row, two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, two region wins, which gets you to 2-1 and one in the region. Talk about the 41-14 win over Good Pasture, uh, a very good football team, a very young football team, kind of like us, but a great win on Friday night. There's no such thing as, as a bad win in my book. No, it was it was a big win. Um, it was much needed for our team for some momentum, um, you know, picking up two region wins in a row. And I think both our offensive and defensive staffs had good plans going into it. Um, you know, you can see from the – we want to establish a run and, and kind of throw off of that, and we were able to do that. And, and defensively, um, we want to, to slow down their, their run, rushing attack. Um, we knew they were going to be heavy run just like we are and, and make them earn it down the field and, and try to make plays to the passing games, and we were able to control that. So, you know, Coach Carpenter, our defensive coordinator, and Coach Park, our offensive coordinator, I thought did a great job. And, you know, obviously our players, you know, executing the plays, um, you know, we talked about grading our, our week of practice last week, and uh, they did a good job with um, the preparation, and that showed up on Fridays, which is which is always what you want. Elijah Robb averaged almost nine yards a carry mm-hmm. Friday night. Thirty carries, two hundred seventy-two yards, five touchdowns, thirty-eight yards is long. Talk a little bit about what that young man is doing, because I believe he is over uh, close to eight hundred yards on the season, halfway through the season. Yeah, so he's. Uh, you know, we knew from day one he's going to be a big part of our offense. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting him to have quite the day that he had, so that was fun to watch. And and you could just tell he was he was running what we say downhill. I mean, he's running hard. Um, he's he's running over second level, third level defenders. He's making guys miss. Um, I thought our offensive line did a great job of kind of giving him space to kind of get down uh, the field um, and to be able to put in. Uh, you know, put it in the end zone five times is 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 pretty incredible. And uh, you know, regardless of a region opponent or not, I mean that's a that's a hard task to do. And um, so it was fun. It was fun to watch him succeed like that, and our team succeed uh, on on homecoming in, in front of a, a you know a good crowd and a team right down the road. So it was a, it was a fun atmosphere all the way around. And then the freshman Hudson Holman, another great performance, 11 of 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's completing almost 70% of his passes on the season. But 11 of 13, 133 yards and a score. Talk a little bit. Again, we talk every week about his progression, but talk about where he is halfway through the season. Yeah, he's starting to understand what we're wanting uh, offensively. He's he's understanding that you know we're setting up the run uh, or running the ball to to set up the pass, and and when we need to take advantage of of the passing situations, um, you know he had a, a good ball down the sideline to Hudson Curley and uh, threw some some good screen passes and. Um, you know, I think he's he's playing within the system. He's not trying to do too much. He's doing what we're asking him to do, um, and that's why he's being efficient. You know, when you can run the ball for 270 yards and five touchdowns, you're going to set up uh, plays in the passing game, and and to be able to take advantage of those is is what you know good teams do. And, and we're trying to we're trying to be a good team, and and he is staying calm um, and being consistent right now. Um, you know, early in the season. You know, a couple interceptions that went for touchdowns, and 
Um, you know, and he never really got rattled from that. He's just continued to learn and get better. You're a defensive coach, mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball. It's got to excite you when you see double-digit <laughs> tacklers on the night. Kyron Coleman, 12 tackles, one tackle for loss. J.J. Lynch, 11 tackles. Talk a little bit about the performance of those guys and what you saw on Friday night. Yeah, so our, our defense as a whole did a great job of, of, of just getting to the football. Um, we're, we're tackling better than we did the first couple games of the season. That's been a point of emphasis in our practices. Um, Coach Carpenter's made sure that we're continuing to improve uh, in, our, in our tackling, and that, again, showing up on Friday. Um, Kyron and J.J. both being sophomores, um, being our, our two top tacklers for the game, um, it just shows you how they are uh, wanting and willing to take coaching points and, and continue to improve uh, week in and week out. So, you know, our team is is still not playing uh, to the the level uh, that I think is reaching our, our ultimate potential. We want to keep getting better every week, and we've seen progression the last few weeks. But when you have, um, you know, Kyron coming downhill and, and making tackles, uh, a couple for a loss, and then J.J.'s a safety um, sometimes it's hard to get safeties to come downhill and, and the tackle. And, and in order to stop the run, we've talked you know, a couple times the last few weeks of getting numbers in the box. You have to include your secondary players, um, especially against running teams. They have to be able to come down and be willing to make a tackle. And, and J.J.'s probably our smallest guy on defense, mm-hmm. but he's, he's willing to stick his nose in there and, and do the things we're asking him to do. Mid-season, it always feels weird to say it. We've passed the five-game mark now. Uh, still feels early. Still feels like we just sat down and started our first show. Who are some of the guys that have surprised you in a good way this year? Uh, some of the young guys who've not, you know, you, you had to count on, but you didn't know what you were going to get until they, the lights turned on. We knew what we were going to get from Elijah Robb. But talk a little bit about some of those guys who, who have shown up for you so far this year that you're pleased with. Well, a couple of young guys up front for us has been Carter Taylor, our, our center, who's a sophomore, and, and Jarius Jones, also a sophomore. I mean, those guys have, you know, just like a lot of our guys, continuing to get better. Um, but you're seeing it in the stat book, not under their names, but under Elijah's name or whoever's running the football. So, um, you know, they're doing a good job. Coach Montgomery, our offensive line coach, has, has done a great job of, of kind of getting our offensive line to, to mesh together um, to get them to understand you know, what we want, how to communicate, how to come off the ball firing off hard, and and uh, they're doing a good job moving people around up front to give Elijah the running room. Um, you know, defensively, we talked a little bit about J.J. Lynch. Um, you know, last year was a guy that in our JV games was making a lot of plays, um, and so we said, you know, is, is this going to be a guy that's going to be able to help us this early as a sophomore? It turns out he has. He recovered a fumble, double-digit tackles this past game. Um, but then one of our one of our upperclassmen, uh, Evan Nasari, a junior, we talked about him last week as being a, a fifth captain, and um, you know even from the start of the the season, you know struggled really struggled tackling. We talked about our secondary coming in and, and adding that plus one in the box, and you know he, he had missed tackles. He, he knows our defense um, and just really struggled with that. But continued to take coaching points, continued to to work before after practice on his footwork. Um, and, and honestly, he's become one of our, our most confident tacklers over the past two or three weeks, uh, which, is, which is exciting. And one of the things, and we're going to break down plays, or we, you are going to break down plays, but each week when you look ahead to opponents, and it's one of the cool things that we do, and you talk about what the opponent likes to do, um, are there any, ever any surprises when you go after, certainly after week one, or is it pretty much what you expect and what the kids should expect, and then it just comes down to the players out there executing what you've coached them up to do? Yeah, I'd say probably 80 to 90 percent 
of the, of the game is, is what we expected, what we've seen on film. Um, every team usually throws a wrinkle in there here or there or has a backup plan if you know if their if their defense isn't stopping us or their offense isn't moving the ball they'll they'll start trying to to change things a little bit and see if they can you know find some areas uh different ways but for the most part it comes down to you know who's going to execute your base offense and your base defense the best um the things that you've been running usually when you are more confident uh in your Base offense, base defense, the players play a little bit faster. They play a little bit harder. There's less thinking going on. It's just it's now become habit sure. to them. Um, so that's usually what coaches uh, stick with mostly. You know, good pastor did throw a little bit of um, a different look to us that we hadn't seen on the defensive front from them. Um, and, and, you know, our offensive staff did a good job adjusting. I think we'll see a play, um, you know, when we break it down here in a second of, of kind of how we adjusted to that. And, um, but, yeah, it's always – a little bit of a chess match, mm-hmm. um, you know, going into it. But usually I'd say it's, it's, it's typically what we see on film with a wrinkle here or there. Well, let's step over and look at some plays from the 41-14 victory on Friday night. So we'll look at a couple of offensive plays from our, our win over Good Pasture last week. So this is uh, one of our touchdown runs here. Uh, we're in the red zone. And this is one of the adjustments that uh, Good Pasture had for us. Usually there are four down front. They have four defensive linemen. Uh, three linebackers. So what we had been doing earlier in the game, we were pulling a bunch of linemen. We were pulling uh, both guards uh, and, and getting to the edge here and letting Elijah kind of run. Um, so right now what they've done is they've gone to a five-man defensive front so that we w- we're not able to pull both guards. So what uh, Coach Carpenter and our, our offensive line coach, Coach Montgomery, uh, decided would, would be a good counter to, to their counter would be to, to run this play right here. Um, so what we're going to do is instead of pulling both guards, we're going to block back everybody. Everyone's going to block back, and we're just going to pull this backside guard, Will Johnson, right here. So we're going to have an off block. Everyone's going to off block here. Our tight end's going to off block. Will is going to pull and try to kick out the uh, the the last defensive lineman, um, which he slants in. So it's going to be this linebacker right here. He's going to try to kick him out, um, which he does a good job of. We're going to. He's going to get to that outside shoulder. Usually we try to kick him out and get upfield. You see our tight end wrapping right there for the linebacker. So we had a hat for a hat. Um, and Elijah makes a good read right here, bounces outside, and is able to, you know, again, put his shoulder down, get into the end zone, hard physical run right there. And that's what we want from our offensive line. That's what we want from our running back right there. Getting in the end zone, running hard. So later in the game, we have a, a second and one right here. Um, you know, usually second and one, you're expecting to pick up the first down, um, you know, whether by your run game. So, you know, this is a, an area where most offensive coordinators like to take a shot just to see if we can we can get something over the top. Um, so we have a vertical play call here, right here, where our receivers are just running vertical routes. So our quarterback is looking at the secondary. Up top, you got two receivers and, and three defensive players, so that's probably not a good area to throw to. You see this uh, free safety kind of cheating inside the hash right here, so he's probably going to be a middle-of-the-field player. Um, so while Hudson is looking at all of that, we see a, just a one-on-one matchup down here, expecting this free safety to be in the middle of the field just from game plan and then where his alignment is inside the hash. So we're going to take a shot uh, with, with Hudson Holman down here to Hudson Curley. Hudson Curley does a good job of, of kind of – Speed releasing out there is a great ball thrown by, by Hudson Holman, um, you know, just, just short of the end zone. Uh, puts it perfectly on his outside shoulder, 
you know, and is able to set us up for another score. All right, defensively, you know, we came into the game plan wanting to stop the run. Um, this is a this is a, a good play call here, um, and really just well executed by our, our front, uh, our defensive line, and our linebackers. Um, so we've seen this this play before. We're kind of bringing a run blitz from the backside right here, and we're angling our defensive linemen to the right, our defensive right. Um, so I want to take a look right here at Connor Lynn, our defensive end. So he's angling to his right. He steps down and he sees a pulling guard coming coming to him. So he wants to step back down and what we call box that pull. So he's going to box that pull, make the running back cut up inside for the rest of the guys to, to make a tackle. Uh, the running back doesn't cut up inside, so he's able to, Connor's able to, to get in on that tackle. The other thing, too, we teach is, you know, when we angle, we're not just angling to gaps. We're going to angle and try to beat the offensive lineman that's trying to block us. So our nose, you can't see behind the center right here, does a great job of crossing the face of this guard. And then our other end does a great job of crossing the face of the, uh, of the center there. So we're able to cross face. It makes it hard on the offensive line to, to block us when we're moving like this. That's why we like to uh, add in movement to our defensive calls. You know, and all of it starts working together. We're, we're able to, to make a tackle for a loss right there. You know, and then, you know, like we mentioned before, once we stop the run game, we're going to see if, uh, if, if our opponents are able to make plays in the passing game. Uh, Caleb Halleck down here does a good job. We're disguising one-on-one -on -one coverage right here as far as a press coverage look. Um, so he's, he's looking like he's pressed, similar to, to what we saw uh, on our play from uh, Hudson Holman passing to Hudson Curley. So this quarterback's expecting he's going to have a good matchup right here. Um, Caleb disguises it well to, to now where he starts bailing. So we're taking away the deep throw first. So it looks like the deep throw is going to be there just by his alignment. Right before the snap, we start bailing to make sure that we stay on top of the deep throw. And then Caleb does a good job keeping his eyes on the ball once he's in in-phase position right there on the receiver and he's ended up getting a, a big interception to kind of give us some momentum back in that second quarter. So that was a good job by him. Guys getting excited. Um, again, big momentum swing right there. Thanks a lot, Coach. Now we're going to sit down with Nina Havishel, who will visit with Kyron Coleman, who had, I believe, 12 tackles. Was that, right. was that the case? Yeah, 12 tackles on Friday night. Take it away, Nina. I'm here with Kyron Coleman, our Student Athlete of the Week. Kyron had 12 tackles and one for a loss. Kyron, tell me about your big game on defense this past Friday. Um, I think it was overall a pretty good performance for the defense. Um, we made a few mistakes, but we, we you know, we cleaned it up halftime. Uh, and we, you know, we kept fighting. Um, no matter what the score was, we just, you know, kept it up all game. Can you talk about the importance of film study? Um, film is important because um, we have to, you know, look into our opponents. Uh, like, we have to, you know, figure out their schemes, figure out um, what, what plays we need to run and what's best for our defense against their offense, so stuff like that. And who do you try to model your game after? Um, I would say I model my game after Vontez Perfect whenever he was with uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Now it's time for some rapid-fire questions. Kyron, what was the last show you binged? Uh, Suits on Netflix. That's a good one. Okay, what is your go-to meal after a big game? I usually get, like, pizza or wings. Okay, and what is your dream college to attend? Uh, the Ohio State University. And what is your hype song before a big game? Um, Bullseye 2 by Boston Ritchie. So Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. 
I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clawson Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment. It was very professional. It was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Welcome back, Coach. Back out on the road this week and what is going to be what I'll call a true road game, uh, heading to Davidson Academy. Mm -hmm. Historically, been a really good football team. They're five and zero, one and zero right now in the uh, in the region. This is the start of three straight road games for you. Talk a little bit about expectations on Friday night and uh, what you're looking for. Well, we're I mean we're we're trying to obsess over improvement. So we talked about to our team about continually to improve, not being satisfied. I know we had a you know a good win last week, but we we have some some things that we need to keep getting better at. Um, and, uh, you know, there's always distractions when you go on the road. Uh, it's a little bit different environment. Um, locker room is different. You know, the, the setup is different. The, how you do your pregame is slightly different than what you do at home. So, you know, just managing those expectations and, and making sure that our guys understand, like, you know, stay focused on, on what you're there to do and play a football game and, and play clean and, and continue to, uh, you know, stay locked in on those things and not worry about all the things out of your control, but only worry about the things that are within your control. And it's a place that's not familiar to a lot of our guys because they haven't been there before. Mm -hmm. You know, previously when we would go to MBA, you kind of knew what to expect in these different schools. So it's nice to have them back, you know, kind of on the schedule here and, and get this opportunity on Friday night. What are you expecting to see out of this Davidson Academy team who's off to a really good start this season? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna try to throw it around. So it's a little bit different than some of the teams that we've played uh, to start the year. Everyone that we've played has really been, you know, emphasizing heavy on the run game first and, and throw off of it. They're, you know, their top formation is is trips and spread two by two, and they're gonna, they got a, a really good quarterback that's going to throw it around in space and, and see if we can tackle out in the open field. Um, you know, defensively, they're – they kind of do what what they do with a four down front and mix in cover three, cover one. Um, they got some. I think their defensive linemen and linebackers are, are really good, and they do a good job of kind of um, trying to counterattack the run game with how they squeeze and scrape their linebackers. Um, so, you know, they're going to try to to you know throw it over the top of us and and try to shut down our run game. And um, you know, it's going to be a little bit different for our defense uh, seeing a team that way. So. Uh, you know, we've, we've been working hard all week to, to make sure that we are, are ready for that attack. 
Well, let's step over and check out the video board. We're going to break down some plays here and see what they have to offer for uh, Friday night. All right, we're going to take a look at, uh, at Davidson Academy. Um, the, you know, good start to their season. They're 5-0. and They're undefeated in, their, in the region as well. And um, so this is, their, this is their defense here in the white. You know, they're a four-down front team, which we've seen quite a bit this season. And they'll, they'll kind of mix up between a, a 4-2 with just two linebackers in the box and, and a couple high safeties. Or in this look, uh, they're playing a 4-4 where they're going to roll down a safety and have four across in, in their linebackers right there. Um, so this is a formation we, we run a lot. This is uh, Davidson playing against Lincoln County. Um, so when we're game planning, we like to look at teams that have run our similar formations, similar plays, and, and just try to figure out what Davidson is doing. Um, same play that we run or, and that we've seen you know, the, a few weeks in a row. This is a counter play where they have a pulling guard and the tight end is also pulling. Um, and Davidson does a good job right here. They like to squeeze. We talked about how you know, our defensive end box the play where we kind of force that running back back inside. You know, Davidson's defense likes to squeeze the pool right here. He's going to squeeze tight, kind of make that thing spill out to unblocked linebackers. Um, I think the, the, the strength of their, their defense is their front four and, the, and their linebackers. So we got to be ready and prepare for the, the squeeze when we pull our, our guards and, and get our guys, uh, our running back running downhill hard right there. Uh, in the secondary, they're usually a one-high team, so they'll play mostly cover three um, and, and some cover one. Um, so, again, you know, area, different areas of the field to attack based on their coverages, but, but knowing when teams are one-high, usually teams are a one-high team when they want to bring extra guys down the box to stop the run. Offensively, this is one of their favorite formations. We call this just trips, where they got three receivers spread out to the uh, – to the field here, one receiver backside. So no tight ends in the game right here. We call this just 10 personnel. 10 personnel means there's one running back and no tight ends. Um, this is usually a, a heavy passing formation. Um, so what Davidson's gonna do here, they got two plays called actually. Uh, so they have a run play called up inside here. Uh, we call this a counter tray where they're gonna pull both their, their guard and their tackle. And they also have a bubble route called out here. And, uh, you know, the quarterback just decides which, which play to run based on uh, the, the numbers. So, um, you know, you look at the numbers in the box versus the numbers who's out here defending, um, you know, on those trips. They got three out here, you know, so two to block one, and this guy's really tight. So anytime that linebacker's going to be in tight, they're going to kind of spread that ball out and, uh, and throw that out on the bubble route and just see if they can get some, some yards in space right there on the blocking. Um, if you start spreading out to try to take that away, uh, what you'll see is they'll just hand the ball off to the running back right here and, uh, and play this, this run game. Um, so we got to make sure that we do a good job of, of you know, how are we going to line up, how are we going to disguise, how are we going to make that read unclear for the quarterback, and then obviously we got to be able to tackle in space and, uh, and stop their athletes you know, as they get the ball out, out on the field. So... Should be a good, uh, exciting game. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously our team's looking forward to, to, to playing a team that, that's gotten off to a great start, and it should be a good opportunity for us. Thank you, Coach. Now Nina Houchel is going to sit down with Director of Advancement, Michelle Barber, to talk about the Celebration 2023 coming up on October 28th here at the school. Thank you, Mr. Reynolds. I'm here now with Miss Barber. Miss Barber, you have your annual celebration this upcoming October 28th. Tell me a little bit about it. Thank you, Nina. We are very excited to be hosting our annual celebration 2023 
here on campus on October the 28th. It is a 21 plus event, so we hope all of our parents, alumni, alumni parents, all of your family and friends will join us here on campus for a fun-filled night of fellowship, gaming, some great food, and a really great time will be had by all. Can you talk about the entertainment that's going to be there? We have a great lineup that night of a live band. Music City Sounds will be playing for us. A live band, lots of great music. They cover all the 80s, 90s, and into current music, all different genres. So we plan on really dancing the night away. We also are going to have an awesome amount of gaming that night under the Cindy and Terry Wallace family midway where we'll have glow golf. We will also be offering casino gaming with fake money. And as you play the gaming throughout the night, you can collect your fake funds. And we will also be offering some live auction items that night to play with the fake money. And we'll also have an awesome amount of live auction items. And we'll play for real money on those. And if someone wants to sponsor, how did they go about that? We are really excited to share that we have a long list of sponsors and we hope those of you watching tonight will also feel like joining that long list of sponsorships. We are so appreciative of the Isaacson family and Surpro who is our presenting sponsor, the Wallace family who is our Midway sponsor, but it takes a lot of sponsorships to pull off such an extravagant night and we would appreciate anyone who's interested to contact the advancement office and learn more about sponsorship opportunities. How does someone get tickets? You can go to the school website or give me a buzz and I'll direct you to our ticket sales. Sounds fantastic. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, you know, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Thank you Nina, Coach, good luck. We're at Davidson Academy this Friday night 7 o'clock kickoff. Good luck. Thank you Kyle. Appreciate it.
You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Sneed. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Lawson Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.